This place has been kicked, it's been battered, it's been bruised, and I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't, but, uh, none of that matters, and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that, so excuse my language. All right, here's what I do know, is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city, all right, and this city's been, been down and it found a way to get up. All right, it's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. All right, and so this team's going to be built on. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. And we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another honk out of you before. Before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. Tested I'm in a immune. couple weeks, I'm but Everyone Tommy had I'm COVID. Immune. Tommy couldn't couldn't taste for a little bit. Yeah. Couldn't oh. taste for a solid day and a half, um, but I know I had it. So, uh, yeah, man. I think uh, a, lot, a lot of news breaking. Yeah, and I was just say let's welcome you back on, man. I've been, Thanks. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a, it's been, it's a, been minute. a minute. You've been you've been traveling the world, so trying to. Um, yeah. So I think the best way. Do you guys just want to do games first? Yeah, let's, let's go games, games first, first games and then we first. can kind of get an open-ended Lions yeah. dialogue. So a lot, of, a lot of breaking news with the Lions. Um, about 10 minutes ago, news just broke about Matthew Stafford. Uh, so just, you know, lucky uh, lightning strikes. Yep. Also, yeah. I will say yeah. a quick shout-out, Michigan. Online, online, online gambling, gambling. sportsbooks. We got DraftKings. We got FanDuel. We got Barstool. We got uh, William Hill. You name it. I mean, it's great. We're legal now. My, yeah, my grandpa's big into it. He's been, dude, really? I love hearing yeah. that. I love hearing that, and uh, we don't have to use the site that yeah. we all hate. Yeah. Don't, we don't want to mention because yeah. it's so bad. So we can now um, we can now gamble. Rhymes with Shmoda. Rhymes with Shmoda. Yes. So um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, my dad. My dad's into it too. He was uh, he did the Pistons three point boost. Okay. Yeah, last night, Sweet. Pistons hit a three. He was excited. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, he's got two hundred on over half touchdowns for this weekend. Oh. That's. That sounds like a lot. That's incredible, man. So, uh, I love that it's like... That's a boost there. Five years ago, people were saying that, you know, it was never going to be possible that we'd be able to simultaneously have, like, uh, regulated legal gambling, yep. sports gambling, and, like, you know, sports running the same way. And now it, se it was such a seamless transition. And, you know, you got a great example where it's like parents can partake in, like, $5 yep. wages. It's just exciting. It's cool. Well, and, you know, shout out to the DraftKings Blackjack. <laughs> Three to two... On blackjacks and one dollar minimums. Yeah, can't find $1, that. Yeah, that's one dollar minimums and pays three to two. That's not. In I play in Vegas. You got to play at least twenty five dollar minimums to get three to two. Everything else is five to six. Yeah, unless you want to go over to the Golden Nugget, you can get uh, ten dollar hands at the Golden Nugget. I was getting five. At, you guys uh, are both sitting at the it. plaza. You're getting five at the plaza. You're that's sitting. <laughs> You're sitting but six to five. Yeah, six yeah, to five blackjack. That's <laughs> nice. I mean, you're sitting across from someone who has a seven and six record live in casino, casino and blackjack. All right, I've only lost one hand in my career. Tommy, right. did, so you just seven said and seven six? and six? 
Seven and eight. Seven and eight. I'm seven for eight. I'm seven for eight on blackjack hands, all right? So that would be seven and one, yeah. not seven shout and out, uh, Shout out Jonah Lopas, Kennesaw State. Nice yeah. bet. Hey, how about when you put four figures down on a bet, how about you have a sack next time, Lopas, and you don't follow the analytics machine that Dustin sent you, okay? And you have a sack and you bet on the Chiefs, so you bet on a game that you actually feel like, you know, the team might win, and it's not just Comes some... Comes back after losing, well, his, his free play grand. He didn't lose a grand, but then, well, says, been... but then says minus three and a half Packers is free money. Then why didn't you take why it? Why didn't you take yeah. it for the, for the G? Yeah. You're betting on a 3-11 and C-sack team, dude. Wake up. He's got some issues. <laughs> um, is it is it uh, Bills Chiefs first? No, it's it's Bucks Green Bay first. Which I have a problem with. I wish that was the night game, but it doesn't matter. I yeah. was gonna say. I do wish night that, at Lambeau. It should, it should be the nightcap. It should um, be the nightcap. Brady and Rodgers, twelve versus twelve in the NFC. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of shocking. Clep, how how does this line up with your predictions? Do you remember what your predictions? I had I had uh, I had a Tampa uh, KC. Me and Clep no. were Tampa KC boys. Yes, I you did. I had Minnesota. Did I have Minnesota? No, 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 no. Redacted. You know, like your new your new predictions. Did you do anything before the playoffs started? Any? Uh, I mean, I know you were picking all the games, but did you? I, I think we, with with Dan Kelly, Lee and I both said Tampa KC. We did say Tampa yeah. KC okay. with with Dan Kelly. Yes. I had I had Tampa and KC in the championship games. Okay. For the preseason predictions, yeah, I think I might have put Minnesota in the Super Bowl though. Yeah, over t- Tampa. And I could have sworn we both had Tampa, but maybe I'm wrong. All right, we gotta go back and listen. Lee for sure had. I Tampa for sure had Tampa. Yeah. yeah, John Danner can confirm it. Me and John Danner have been doing our playoff predictions before the season yeah. for like yeah. seven years. He's beaten me every year. It's actually a shame. I pick the Lions to make the playoffs every year. Yeah. And they let me down. Would have been nice to uh, do a playoff prediction, but uh, Connor uh, can't. So. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was nice. Connor put up, the kibosh on that. I think back in 2014, maybe when what's some, up with that? something. I dude, I can't even remember. Connor claims some sort of outstanding payment from Lee. Yeah, Connor claimed that I didn't pay him like five dollars and some some prediction. We used to do predictions, and now it's all ruined. Even though I, I just like our college pick him, I've offered to pay him back and let's keep doing it and let's start. And he just like doesn't. Maybe I'll talk to him about that tonight. Over he, want, he wants an easy out. Um, so first first game is is uh, Green Bay hosting Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's yeah. is it three and a half? Three and a half. Snow with a, with a total of fifty two. Okay. Snow um, predicted. Snow predicted and and colder than it was last weekend against LA. I believe it's supposed to be in the twenties. Twenties. Twenties and snow. See, but that's not going to phase Brady. No. You think? Wrong. You think? No. Um, I think the Buccaneers are dogs, man. It's pretty surprising how well they've done. I think, like considering the ups and downs they had. I mean, the thing is too. I don't think they played especially well on offense. I mean, they didn't play especially well mm-hmm. on offense against the Saints, and the defense just kind of. Yeah, here's the thing. Changed. I think the defense won them that game with the Absolutely. turnovers. Absolutely, and here's what I would say about Tampa Bay is like, I did pick them to to come this far, but I'm almost not that impressed because their path to the NFC Championship has been Washington and New Orleans, who I'll admittedly say, Washington, I was surprised. New Orleans all year, too. Well, I was going to say, Washington, I think, was the worst team in the playoffs, with all due respect to them. And then New Orleans, we've been fading all year as Pittsburgh. a good team. Pittsburgh was the worst team in the playoffs. I, okay, well, that's a different conversation for a different day. But anyways, that's my opinion. I think that their road to the championship almost was, was as easy as you know, a bye game, a bye week, and then especially you a know, no fan Superdome. 
Right. Yeah. Like no fans. No fans. Home. You've played them twice. Yeah. The, the chickens finally came home to roost with with the, the Saints. Saints. Yeah. This is what we totally. we were talking about the whole summer that Breeze was dead. This whole narrative that Breeze was dead this year, I think, is is quite. Well, funny. didn't you pick the Saints been... to go to the NFC Championship? Ah, I don't think so. I I definitely picked them to win the division. Maybe it was whole... Dolan. I could have sworn one of us was on the Saints yeah. still. Um, but with this game, I think like I don't know. I lean Packers honestly. Yeah. Um, just because they've been. One of the best teams in the NFL all year. The offense is kind of firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, the defense, I think, still isn't so great. But they just, I mean, and it wasn't even like, they, they had the bye, and then they kind of just leaned on the Rams. The Rams mm-hmm. didn't really challenge them yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. They're getting A.J. Dillon going for the first time all year. They've like seemingly saved him for the playoffs. I mean, yeah. I think this is a big A.J. Dillon game. I think this is, obviously, every game is a big Devontae game. I don't know if the... I, I think the the Bucks defense will play well. You're not going to get the same type of performance that they had against the Saints because mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is able to make all the throws in the book, and the the Bruce Arians is going to have to call a great game on offense, and, and Tom Brady is going to have to play a great game, which is a hundred percent possible. And I don't like kind of going against Brady, but I I just would lean Packers. Yeah, I'm leaning Packers too, man. I really think. Watching Aaron Rodgers play the Rams last week was so much fun because it was basically just like watching, uh, like some child playing the Rams in a video game, and Aaron Rodgers is the CPU quarterback, yeah. like ninety nine overall, and he just doesn't really make mistakes, and all of his throws are. If he ever makes a bad throw, the next play he'll make you completely forget about it. He's so fundamental. He's just like he's almost mastered the art of quarterbacking. So watching him. I just don't really know this first matchup these two teams had. And well, in talking about Rodgers, considering that performance in context with what the Rams had been doing late into the regular season and then did in Seattle. Yeah, mm-hmm. defensively, like, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensively, like how, I mean, how well he played just it was, even with that. He made it look so easy. I think this is kind of a more of a, a nice conversation, just about offense versus defense, kind of in general from a philosophy standpoint, um, and especially like. I don't know. I never, obviously, you know, last week I had a brutal teaser loss with the Baltimore plus eight and a half that I'm sure we'll get into uh, when we talk about Buffalo. But um, I never really feared uh, I the Rams in general. I, you know, golf was banged up, and I didn't think Jalen Ramsey was going to have a chance against Devontae Adams. I mean, Clep, you you pointed out that it was an illegal motion on that on that, t- yeah, on that, that touchdown. Was, yeah, they looked um, to be maybe zone two, and the corner didn't yeah. jump out either, which is back to. Asa Jackson, OBJ, yep. Lions. Yep. <laughs> there, was a, there was an incident there too. So I mean, it, it, the game didn't come down to Randy no. or Devontae either. No. It was just it was kind of a full blown domination by the the Packers, and yes. that's something we'll definitely get into during draft season and into next off season is the whole golf situation. Like, yeah. None of us thought that golf would do anything. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like, and, yeah. And, and and so I mean. I think the you talk about the Bucks having an easy road, I and mean, the Packers have kind of sleepwalked into the NFC Championship game yeah. for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. And when you know when Lee and I did our, our playoff preview when uh, when Klepp was still on the West Coast, um, we can I mean we had I think we both had Tampa Green Bay, and I think we had um, the Chiefs and the Bills. But because we thought the Ravens were going to be playing the, we picked the Steelers. We both picked the Steelers, so um, we had Chiefs and Bills because of you know they weren't. The worst team in the playoffs. You picked the worst team. Yeah, in the I, I picked the worst team. In the, <laughs> yeah. I picked the worst team in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, we did. We did have. I didn't but, have the Bills. I didn't pick the Bills. 
I picked the Ravens. No, I think you picked the Steelers. I think you had Steelers, Steelers Chiefs. I, I, picked, Steelers. I didn't pick the Bills. I know I didn't pick no, the Bills. No, you didn't pick the Bills. Yeah. I, I think I picked the Bills because I had um, them playing the Steelers in the second round. I, there's no way I was thinking. You're like, we picked the, I didn't yeah. pick the Bills. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but anyway, and I kind of agree with you, Lee. I'm on the Green Bay Packers as well. Um, just because Tampa just hasn't really... It's been kind of it's been kind of ugly. Um, I'm picking Tampa though. I'm just letting you know. You're picking Tampa well, because the last time I went with my brain instead of my heart was when I picked the Rams to win the well, Super you, Bowl. You picked you picked Chiefs Bucks. Yeah. And 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 the Bucks is the last favorable. Yeah. Of those two outcomes. Well, that's what I'm saying. I got to stick with my yeah, pick. I'm absolutely. not I'm not straying away from my pick. This is like uh, this is like when Lee picked uh, Wentz to go first overall to the Rams. I did. I yeah. stuck by it. I yeah. stuck by. I stuck yeah. by. I stick by my pick. Even yeah. when the reports are coming that Goff's going to get drafted, I mock Wentz to the yeah. Rams because yeah. that's the way you do it. So I'm yeah. picking the Bucks. I think they're going to find a way to get it done. But my brain is telling me that the Aaron Rodgers is he's got the home game at Lambeau. The fans were crazy. It's going to be even colder. Yeah. I don't. I'm not in love with the Bucks. Path to, like I'm not extremely overly impressed by them. Let me. I still think they find a way to get it done. This is this is my takeaway for this game. All right, I'm I'm going to be playing the Packers minus a half for the first quarter. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. That's that's. I think the Packers. The the Bucks start slow. They started slow against the Saints. The Packers are a good team. The Packers, on the other hand, with Lafleur, they have that the the you know the first fifteen plays. Mr. Script. He's Mr. Be, game script. He's exactly. Hollywood. He's he's in Hollywood. Hollywood. Exactly. He's scripts all week. Um. I have it on my book. It's plus one ten for minus a half. I think that's a, a a really nice number. I think the Packers are going to come out until um, they defer the coin toss. And here's the here's the thing. I mean, it's just going to come down to maybe the Bucks. You know, starting. how big is that coin toss? Seriously, like how it's, much? How big of a deal is that? It's pretty big, but I also think that the Bucks start slow. I think it's going to be interesting to see because. Um, Acres with the Rams, the Packers have a really hard time stopping the run. That's mm-hmm. kind of, as a as a DFS stud that I was this whole year. I'm always. What's playing. Rojo's status too for this game? Is that I think he... I mean he looked he looks significantly injured. He looks hampered. Like he and and that means more for that seemingly has played a lot better in the playoffs. He has played better, but he <laughs> he still is like was it someone that she, he's just like Lenny. a magnet for contact. Lenny. Like he just yeah. he wins once he gets to the second level he can't really. I don't care break what anyone says. He's 33 years old. I don't care yeah. what anybody tells me. Um, so yeah, that, you don't know. You don't know. So I kind of see this game. You know, I kind of like Packers over 13 and a half, 14 for the first half. Like the Packers kind of dominating the first half, and then it comes into the 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 Bucks airing it out in the second half. No AB, but I still think with hopefully Godwin can kind of get back on the horse. Mike Evans, who still maybe like might be a little. Scotty deeper. Miller has been objectively more yeah. effective than. Antonio Brown. Yeah. In some sense. I also think a lot of that has to do with like his role and yeah. kind of just like when Antonio Brown's on the field. I still think you'd rather have Antonio Brown than Scotty Miller, but For sure. But 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 in terms of just where they fit in with the yeah. offense, like the bread and butter of Tampa's offense, I think is Scotty Miller had arguably the biggest play of their season so far yeah. last week. So totally. They, I mean, well their passing attack, I think that's where if I was a Green Bay backer, I'd be scared if like Green Bay is just kind of trying to pass it all over the yard in spite of the fact that they probably have a Brian, nice matchup. Brian Gutenkust is sweating that he doesn't have Blake Martinez. <laughs> Captain Martinez. Captain Captain uh, Captain America. 14 Thompson. tackles and, against and, the first matchup against yeah. Washington. 14, out, 14 uh, tackles. Shout out Ted Thompson. Yeah. Rest yeah. Rest in peace, R-S-P. Ted Thompson. I mean, not that that maybe factors into the game, but... No, nice talent. I mean, I think, a lot of deaths this week. Hank Aaron, Ted Thompson, yeah. Larry well, King. It's Larry so funny King. how people are like, oh, 2020, 2020, the terrible year. All these people are dying. It's like, no, people just are going to continue to die because yeah. that's what happens. It was just COVID pronunciated that. Crazy. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, overall, I think 
I think Tampa Bay. I w- I'm probably gonna be hammering Tampa Bay second half live when they're down by eight. I'm not wagering on this game. For all, uh, I'm uh, gonna sit back and watch Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers duel it out. I think the Packers, dude, watching them run the ball even too, and give like Aaron Rodgers says on the McAfee, how he talks about how they blend their offense really does a great job of blending their uh, all their pass plays and run plays to look the same. And they're so when they, once they get effective running the ball and then they yeah. hit you with play action, Aaron Rodgers is not going to miss. And so if they can establish the run early with AJ Dillon, I'm interested to see because you were saying you think it's going to be a big AJ Dillon game. I kind of agree. I think they're going to like they've been doing in the playoffs, uh, spread out those carries between those three running backs. I think Williams is a little all bit. All of better. them have been incredibly all of them have been really though. effective. I think they're going to spread out carries and I think they're going to use play action. I like the first quarter, first half play, but I just don't see this game ever really getting out of hand. I think I it's going to be kind of like a, 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 a taffy pull the whole way through. And Tampa can um, put up points. So that's why my, I'm staying away from My biggest from X factor, I don't know the status, is Antoine Winfield. If Antoine Winfield isn't playing, I think it could get – I think the Packers might have their way um, on offense. I really do think he's he's a huge X factor for that defense, running around making plays. For sure. Jamel Dean is not – like he's not checking Devontae Adams. I've known some, some people – Well, no one in the league can check Devontae I, Yeah, but some, people have been bringing up Jamel Dean. He's had a really nice year as like, oh, he can, you know – do that's a plus, you know. At least he can even out that matchup. But I just think that's. And you know, Todd Bowles is going to get creative. Like this ain't Todd Bowles' first rodeo. He's yeah. going to throw some exotic blitz packages. He's going to throw and some stuff Aaron Rodgers hasn't seen on film before at him. Um, and that Week Six matchup where yeah. the Packers were up. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is like that game was won at the hands of the Tampa Bay defense throwing stuff at Aaron Rodgers that he wasn't expecting or you know yeah. wasn't seeing before it happened, and that's you know. There's not a lot of ways to beat Aaron Rodgers, but I will say that that's one of them is kind of catching him by surprise in certain ways on defense. But yeah, um, you guys are both on the Packers. Yep, I'm, I'm sticking with the Bucks. I'm, I'm picking right. the Bucks. That's good. As you should. Uh, yeah. As you should. Let's uh, let's get to the Chiefs and Bills, man. Um, uh, what an awesome run for the Bills. Huge. Wish Wish Pancho Villa was here to see it. Yep. Yeah. Um, you're a year you're you're early on the. Uh, I mean, actually, you were right last year. The the cook. The, you like what the Bills are cooking up. That was yeah. a famous. That was a famous article, and you were right. They they had a really good year last that year. That was a, that was a couple years ago. I feel like I don't know. I, I think that was back, before last but, year. Um, did the Bills have have had a strong you know organizational and head coaching ideology? Like they they're in the same step, right? They're they're working together really well, and it's paid off huge. Brandon Bean was named executive of the year, well deserved. Um, it's it's really interesting too if you look at the team how they really built a lot of it from free agency. Yep. is one of the definitely more interesting parts and um, not necessarily all draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, wish Cody Ford was still part of this. I mean, oh, it's, man. it's crazy because I, I mean, he has been one of the single biggest. I mean, you look at offensive line, how much his absence has impacted them. They can't run the ball, and they choose not to anymore. They don't. They, they literally choose yeah. not to run the football, which is kind of funny to see. And I, I think a large part of that, I mean, as a as a large major, majority stakeholder of the Bills' backfield, yeah, in, in yeah. the dynasty league, yeah. uh, the production in the running run game has severely dropped off since Cody Ford yeah. uh, has been out, yep. um, which has been for a while. Like like you know they've definitely you know had guys step in for him, but they don't run the ball very well. Um, I expect this to be kind of a shootout between Allen and Mahomes, who's expected to play. Uh, I mean, I just I just like the Chiefs. Overall, I mean, it's hard to bet against them. It's yep. just like, I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I think the, the AFC is one of the, I mean, I think they're 
kind of taking over as the stronger conference overall. I mean, yeah. you got Mahomes is going to be there forever, and then you're going to have guys like Allen and, and Lamar. You obviously thought Deshaun. Who knows? That could definitely change some some power Burrow balances Herbert. there. But, I mean, you got Burrow and Herbert, too. Um, AFC is, is really strong. I just think uh, the Chiefs are going to be a little bit too much, and, and we'll see. But the, here's the one thing I will say before letting one of you guys go is that I really thought that the game with the Ravens and the Bills would be more high scoring. Mm-hmm. And the Bills' defense all year has not been that impressive. Yeah. But I like the them on paper. I've always liked mm-hmm. them on paper. And they were really good last year. And then last week they just had kind of the performance of the season. Yeah. Right? So if everything is kind of clicking at the right time for this defense, and then because last week the offense did not play as well as they could have. Mm-hmm. Right? And so if the offense puts together a really good performance against the Chiefs, and the Bills' defense takes some momentum from last week against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think that kind of changes, could yeah. potentially tilt the game honestly in the favor of, of Buffalo. The mm-hmm. Bills' defense is back, Judge Bill. Let's be let's yes. be clear with each other here. Yes. AJ Epineza, Ed Oliver, horrible I Harry. Was, I was shout Harrison Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Harry I Phillips, was shouting baby. out Matt Milano back yeah. in 2017 yeah. in Sealy yeah. One. Trey White, Trey, Trey White. White, Tommy's boy, Trey White. Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer. This is a defense that is yeah. filled with guys that we like. So I don't know why I'm not even. And and I root for Josh Norman too, just because of yeah. how good he was and this. And he's been a great addition to that team. Mm-hmm. I think just from being able to kind of take a lesser role and stepping up from uh, from yeah. a leadership standpoint. That all being said. I do want to add also, I think it speaks volumes that Brian Dable is staying as the offensive coordinator yeah. just to the culture that McDermott and Leslie Frazier have built as just what's going on in Buffalo. I think there's a lot to be excited about. I think they're here to stay. Um, but I I think the Chiefs, I'll lay the three and a half with Kansas City, man. I think yeah. the Chiefs, it's going to be kind of a you war. You should tease that one down to two and a half because they can't cover for <laughs> that, that is true. It's going to be a war of attrition, but I just think it's kind of going to be – I don't think the Bills will be able to keep up pace with the Chiefs, and I think it's going to come down to, like I've been saying for you know too long, I, I just think Josh Allen is going to make a crucial mistake or at the very least more mistakes than Pat Mahomes, which is easy to do, yeah. is to make more mistakes than Patrick Mahomes does. Um, and I think that it's almost a given that Josh Allen is going to make more mistakes than Mahomes, and it's really going to come down to if the Bills' defense – can kind of, in a way, put their team, put the team on their back, kind of like the offense has all year. They can win this game. I don't think they're going to be able to do that against such a potent offense in the Chiefs. And for that reason, I'm, I'm going, I'm going with the Chiefs. DraftKings has the special, the one dollar for one hundred bet. Yep. I put it on the Chiefs. This is the team that I think has the highest chance of winning, straight up, out of the two, two matchups. So, uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. I'd even lay the points. Um, I'm really excited. I think it'll be a good game. But at the end of the day, I think that. You're talking about it pre-pod. Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, Chris Jones, do enough on the, that the Chiefs' the defense. Willie will, Gay, they will do it. Willie Gay, Frank Clark, Legereus <laughs> yeah. Steve, like you were talking about. Tommy's boy, who's the Virginia guy that you like? Is he still healthy? The safety. Oh, um, what's his Juan name? Thornhill. Juan Thornhill. Baby. These are guys that rise to the occasion, and uh, I think they're going to make just enough It'll... plays to win this game. And I, I like the Chiefs by a touchdown. Yeah, um, where I'm looking right now, it looks like the line is back to three minus one twenty for me. Total at fifty four and a half. Um, which is kind of surprising, but uh, the other thing with Mahomes too is the turf toe. Like he was hurt in that Cleveland game. Well, he did say it was fine today, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. He said his yeah. toe is feeling quote unquote a lot better. 
Shout out Roto World. I got. <laughs> I, you got to think that there's still. Roto World's a big August website. For me. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Brian Edwards, 110, 110 targets this year. That was the, the classic. Roto I World. doubt it's 100, percent but yeah, I, I think that he's okay. And I think honestly, I would go. Out, I would venture to say that I'd be a little more concerned about him taking hits with the concussion than I would be about the. Toe. I don't think he got concussed. I don't even want to go down the rabbit hole of what his injury was, but. I've been listening to some... Uh, if he got concussed, he wouldn't be playing. He wouldn't be playing. He was tweeting after the game. Like, I think he... He, like, went unconscious. He did go unconscious, but I think it was just, like, a weird neck whip thing. Like a pressure point. Like pressure a, point. Yeah. Um, like, one of those yeah. fighters can can do the yeah, thing and he'll exactly. be out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Supposedly, he answered all of the protocol que- questions except for something that re- uh, that had to do with the game. Like, he... Because Andy Reid said in his presser that, oh, he, he passed, like, a lot of the... Yeah, and things. you know what? Let's just put something in a bed. All right, all the concussion stuff is run by a third-party neurologist. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I just that just kind of annoyed me that people were like, they'll like shovel him through it. Yeah. Like that's not gonna happen. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, you literally gonna, can't do you it. You can't do you it. You literally yeah. cannot do it. So that yeah. was annoying to me. The NFL, for all its faults, it gets a bad rap in some areas it's, it's, like that. It's been doing incredibly well the last five years in terms of head injuries. Mm. So yeah. Um, I uh, big bet in Seattle that. Um, I'm with you guys. I'm on the Chiefs as well. Uh, I thought, you know, Allen, I was on them against Indy. He looked looked jittery. Obviously, we can point to that sack that he took at the end. Um, and then against the Ravens, too. Like, the Ravens were in that game. Um, if yeah. Lamar doesn't throw that pick six like that, and then, you know, in terms of me covering that eight and a half, if, if young little Snoop, Snoop Ty Huntley can't, Oh man, that was listen, that man. Was if you're if you're relying on the Tyler Huntley to uh, win your bet, Tyler Huntley looked good. Let's be honest, he looked good. But I'm just saying that you know that's not something that no, you know, I'm there not are worse even... beats to to die on. I think if we're gonna go down that rabbit hole, I mean, Lamar, man, got to be able to throw the football when you need to throw the football. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what it comes down to. So it's a shame. That will be another interesting conversation in the off season. Like, do you? How, what's the him? what's the price what there? And also, Tommy, I would say, as opposed to getting mad at Snoop for the throw, I mean Tucker. He hits those two field goals, you're in much better shape. No, I know. So that's, that's very true. Justin Tucker's got to make those field goals. And Bass missed one for what it's worth. As it's well, a team too. effort. So, Ravens but, are kind of in a weird situation. They are. I think the Ravens are fine, man. I think They're fine, but are they great? Like. But they never were like I think last year was kind of their year. We've all like we've been. How on, are they going to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. How is that possible? It takes. It just takes a little luck, I think. Like, if I'll venture like, to but, say, but man, you can look at it though. Like Tommy, like teams like you know the Packers, the Chiefs, the Bills are now set up for year in year out Super Bowl contention, and the Ravens are not. You're like, I think the Ravens you're absolutely are. right. Where like everything could fall into place for for a year and it works out, but with that all was those last other teams, year. they can overcome. I mean, I tend to I tend to agree with you guys, but they still like obviously last year was their year. But here's what I would say. Actually, I think this is a good question. What can the Ravens do so that they win that game yeah. this year? Like, what can the Ravens do so that they win that game this year and can beat the Chiefs? Like, what can they do so that they can put themselves in a position to win a Super Bowl? Obviously, Lamar has to be better. And, and, and I mean, we talk about, like, you don't want the Ravens down, like, that a game state where they're trailing. Like, obviously, that's not good. You're going to be trailing in the playoffs. I just feel like it's inevitable. It is inevitable, but at Lamar some at yeah. some point, yeah. Lamar Lamar can evolve as a passer to the where like an eight point deficit is not the end of the world. 
You know, like they were. How much did they lose that sure. game by? Eleven. Um, they were down ten seven. And I also twenty ten three when he threw the pick. We all are J.K. Dobbins. I think J.K. is going to have a huge year next year. They're still going to be good. Their defense is still. Yeah, but like, be... is J.K. Dobbins going to be better than Mark Ingram? Well, you're Mr. Anti. How much of an impact can J.K. Dobbins really make as a running back? Like I, you're the I'm, I'm just pointing back. to like the Mark Ingram year. I think J.K. Dobbins one hundred percent can repeat what Mark Ingram did. Sure, but I how think, much better does that make the, yeah, the Ravens in yeah. the playoffs when they need to win the games that they need to win for their franchise expectations? I don't want to, I don't right. want to be pigeonholed into a space where I'm like, oh, the Ravens are on the same level as, as a, a Mahomes or even a Josh sure. Allen now or any quarter. Lamar Jackson has trouble throwing the football. Like, it's that simple. And you also kind of have to sculpt your team, as you've seen them do, around him, where you're not really like drafting marquee receivers that are going to, like... I think if they could get a guy fit. like Rashad Bateman or something who can make contested catches, who's a physical receiver, like, that's what they need. They have Hollywood. They have Mark Andrews. And I'm not even saying that's going to make them a contender, but they need to start to make Lamar's life a little bit easier, even though it shouldn't have to be because... But this is... It's Lamar Jackson. Like, I don't know, man. I think there's a conversation to be had there about kind of what direction they should go in and... Because even you were talking, and I don't even disagree. I, you, yeah. I disagreed at the time, but the Ravens being the best defense in the NFL, sure, there's an argument to be made there. They're definitely a top 10, top 7, top 5 even defense. Totally. How much better does your team really need to be? They weren't really close to winning that Bills game. They, they really weren't close, and the Bills didn't even play That's well. That's what I'm saying. They, they were the Bills close, didn't they were even close play because well. the Bills were never – like the Bills didn't dominate that game. Like, yeah. Josh Allen did not play a special. I just am se- I'm just, but we, had our, came- we had our Lamar takes before he played a down in the NFL. He had his rookie year. He had his playoff game. Then he had his MVP season where we were, we had a bunch of, you know, cake on our faces for being, oh, well, Lamar, 14-2 MVP. Everyone's saying, oh, he's a few, him and Mahomes are the next Brady and Manning. And now this year you kind of see it unfold where, all of his numbers go down, and they lose a game in the fashion that they do to the Bills, and they beat the Titans in a low-scoring game where it almost seems more like a defensive revenge game from the disrespect in the regular season than anything else. And it's like, I've grown on Lamar. I like Lamar. I think Lamar can survive as an NFL quarterback, but at a if certain point, survive, it has to be on his shoulders as a passer where... Be. The stuff I've seen Josh Allen do as a passer that I didn't think was possible, where his accuracy has improved, yeah. where I, I don't even but, I can't but, recall but the last time I've seen a quarterback. Josh accuracy. Allen's arm talent is so much better than Lamar Jackson's. Like Lamar, even still, but I'm just saying his ability to be a proficient passer. He had arm talent his rookie year and his second year. He wasn't a proficient passer in the NFL. Josh totally. Allen. Now he is. That we need to see similar development come from Lamar, or else the Ravens are kind of screwed. And I feel like that needs to yeah. be a conversation they need to have with him. When they're talking about a contract, yeah, I told you. I, I think him, he'll be the first one to admit. I think he's very upfront. With I think he's super the, upfront. I think he's a winner. I think he wants to win. He's a competitor. I, I told you. I haven't told. I I would give Lamar three years, like thirty-five million, fully guaranteed. I give him a fully guaranteed contract. He wouldn't take thirty-five million. He wouldn't. That's that's like way below heart rate for It is. You, it you is. But if you like give it, if you give it, if you give it fully guaranteed, so he's getting thirty-five times three. That's one hundred and five. He'd be getting one hundred five million. That's oh, dollars guaranteed. You're saying per year. Thirty. Yeah, thirty-five per oh, year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, thirty-five yeah. per year, fully guaranteed, like Kirk Cousins' contract. Like if he tear, if his yeah, if I he, wouldn't even give him that much. I think thirty-five million a year. Yeah, thirty-five I million a year. I would not give him that much. That's like Rogers' money. No, but I think what Mahomes is at forty. I yeah, think you're paying no. him a little I'd pay bit below Lamar, market I'd pay value. Lamar like twenty five. Yeah. Like whatever you pay him, you have to make it fully. And you control him for two more years. You don't need to pay that 
unless he yeah. is like, I don't know. So I don't think he'd do but, that. But, I mean, back to the to Bills and Chiefs. I'm on, I'm on the Chiefs, I guess, right? I yeah, we're, I think circle. we're all on the Chiefs. I'm on the Chiefs, too. Score um, predictions? The total's 54. I kind of like the under, even though I'm not a totals <laughs> Let's guy. Let's not do that. <laughs> I kind of like the yeah. under. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not. I, I'll say. Lee, that's an under that can make you look really dumb. Though. Yeah. I think both of these total. I think these are I both overs. I, I think these are both overs. I, I, dude, you could just be watching that game and it's like 21 to 17. I'll like say 31, 21 yeah. Chiefs. Yeah. I'll say 31. I think Tyler Bass gets Chiefs. out there and kicks a field goal. <laughs> I'll say yeah. 31, 21 Chiefs. It honestly is going to come down to. Uh, I'll go the 30, Bills. 30, Chiefs 30, Bills 26. Okay. That's an over for Clark. Gotta throw out the, 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 the boomer number, 26. 26. Yep. No one quite knows how you get there. Right? Yeah. You, you find a way. Um, a couple of Tyler Bass field goals in there. How about 31-23 instead? I like 23. Okay. Right. There's going to be some field goals. 31-23. Yeah. That's 54. The total's at 54 and a half. You're, you're, under. you're flirting. I'm under. You're flirting with I, that. I will not be t- betting the total. I do not advise betting the total, but if I had to, if, if there was a gun to my head, I would If Mahomes that. doesn't turn the ball over and Josh Allen plays his best game of the playoffs, if he plays a game kind of like he did against Indianapolis... I think the Bills are going to be live in this game, but you know, that's a couple ifs right there. You know, like we've seen the whole last year when the Chiefs run, like they were down to twenty-one against the Texans, ten against the Titans, ten against the Niners. Like they're they're so live to score points, and you know, yeah. who in the NFL matches up well against Travis Kelsey and and you know uh, Tyreek Hill? So then you got Mecole Jet Hardman looking looking nice last game. Um, I'm on the Chiefs as well. I probably will be laying the three with the Chiefs. This is what I'm thinking. I'm fat and rich after that Green Bay game because of the first half, and then I went in on Tampa Bay at the second second half live. All right, I'm go. I'm rolling in. I'm rolling. We're speaking in hypotheticals Tom, right now. AKA Tommy doubled down on the double. Monday night under. Yeah, maybe double yeah. down on the Monday night under on the uh, on the eighty point game, um, and that's and that's when I roll with the Chiefs. I also probably might might be interested in a Packers Chiefs parlay, Super Bowl parlay. I just think that's you're late to the party. I am a little yeah, late to the party true. there. Well, I, I, yeah. Um. So Lions. Lions. No, let's, let's move on to the Lions. I mean, you know, just as an umbrella to begin the conversation, Lions hired Brad Holmes, forty-one-year-old cat from uh, from the Rams, director of college scouting, and then. Thir- sorry. How old? Forty-one. Is he? Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not thirty-one. I, I was on my phone for uh, a second. I thought. Uh, from from the Rams, under the tutelage of Les Snead, was. Was with the Rams for like eighteen years. He was with them in St. Louis and Oh really? Yep. Yeah. Um, and then uh, then they hired Dan Campbell. Um, very clearly not a uh, Brad Holmes pick. I'm sure I mean they'll work together, but uh, Lions both hired the GM and the head coach. Um, obviously I'm sure Brad Holmes put in some input based on the interviews that the Lions had done, but uh, after the Saints had lost Dan Campbell flew up to Detroit. Became the head coach. I think this was a Sheila move, by the way, for what it's worth. I mean, I think this was a Sheila power move, kind of. Maybe. Where I think she really wanted to make this hire. Uh, Yeah, yeah, continue. I mean, and then Dan Campbell brings Aaron Glenn, who was the uh, secondary coach in in New Orleans, to be the defensive coordinator. And then today the big news was, is it for sure Anthony Lynn? Is that confirmed? That seems to be – I don't know if it's confirmed, but it seems to be a, like – Report like yeah. this is happening, you know. Yeah. I don't know. So, a report for offensive coordinator is Anthony Lynn, but then obviously the huge breaking news 
Matthew Stafford and the Lions have agreed to part ways, which will uh, be in the form of a trade. Um, Stafford's contract doesn't have any sort of uh, no trade clause or anything, so it, it won't be like he'll be able to dictate where he goes, but he will not be in Detroit uh, next year, as was not necessarily predicted, but that did seem to be the way the wind was blowing, at least before the Dan Campbell hire. Um, I kind of thought with Dan Campbell that they would decide to keep Stafford, but um, with his six-year deal also, I think maybe that points more to a total rebuild. And, I mean, it's it sucks to see Stafford go. It's It sucks. Uh, he's best quarterback in Lions history, owns every single record in, in Lions passing history, even passed Bobby Lane for interceptions this year. Um, he... Last three years, he's been beat to crap towards the end of the seasons. I mean, this year he was playing with ribs and ankles and mm -hmm. still played in the last game of the season. Matt Stafford um, is Lions football over the past yeah. decade, man. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Stafford so, is Lions football. There's no way to, you know... He's good enough to win a Super Bowl. With. Yeah. And I, this was kind of a tweet I had when the Washington football team announced they were hiring Martin Mayhew. I mean, I think... Mayhew would still be the GM of the Lions if you took Aaron Donald over Eric Ebron. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, if you're looking for a pinpoint in terms of the Lions' trajectory as a franchise, honestly, it's, it's right there. Any That was a really good draft, 2014. Any Black ice. <laughs> she knew we were potting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if, if, you know, 2014 was a great draft, if the Lions take Odell Beckham or Travis Frederick, or maybe, did Odell go? No, I think Odell Zach. went after. Zach Martin, I mean. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was a great draft. Obviously, the Lions, the Lions messed up a lot. Um, oh. Oh, okay. I have to do some editing. Um, just let it ride. Let it ride. Uh, Lee, I kind of want. I I think I want to go last for my Lions. My Lions sake. I want to soak in. You know, I want to soak right, in what I you guys are saying, and then I'm gonna. We go. have we have discussed. I can much go ahead. Before yeah. the show. I mean, I think it's a great move for the Lions from a purely strategic, uh, you know, team-building standpoint, uh, culture standpoint. Um, I love Matt Stafford. I mean, listen to any Lions preview, and you'll find out how I feel about Matt Stafford. I Klepp said it before the podcast. I think Matt Stafford's a top-10 quarterback in the NFL. I think he's obviously going to be a starter somewhere next season. Um, I, I think, think, I, think I'll, I, I think they get a first form. I think that, at the very least, they get a second. Let me yeah. let me let me interject real quick. I think if I'm a Lions GM or in, you have like you really need to be pushing for a first because of the level of teams that are interested. Because we talked about, I know a first round pick. We probably value first round picks less than most NFL GMs, NFL you know player personnel people do. But a team like Pittsburgh or Indianapolis or, or Washington, Denver, not Denver. not well. Denver's yeah. at nine. I'm thinking of more of the back half of the first yeah. round where. Mac, you know, let's say Mac Jones falls to either of these teams, who's probably the, the, the fifth quarterback right now, unless you like Kyle Trask, replace Kellen Mondley, any whoever your next guy is after that big four. I just think Stafford on a relatively cheap contract, I think he, what does he make? Like around thirty million dollars? Uh, he'll make he'll, no, he'll make like twenty next year and then you'll have to pay you'll have to give him a new deal after. Potentially. You don't even have to give him a new deal, though. Yeah, if you give him a first-round pick, you probably do. You, that's, yeah, that's and probably he's right. he's a good quarterback. No, well, he you is. You don't need to even worry about it. He is. He'll that's true. That, all the more reason why, you know, we want to go Pittsburgh, Indy, uh, New Orleans for cap reasons, I think, is probably out of it. But Washington, 
the Patriots, the Niners, Denver, all the way down to, you know. Giants, Rams, Giants. I mean, yeah, exactly. Why not? You know, why not let it fly? I, you know, um, I think so. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to interject there is that I think, Dallas. obviously. Dallas, <laughs> man. I, obviously, might, I, might, I might fuck around and put that in the prophecy. Because that's just something that I've kind of been Kenosha man feeling for a while is that Matt Stafford's going to end his career in Dallas. I just don't. I don't want to give up the Jerry Jones was a white man. Yeah. yeah, Jerry Jones is like, well, hey. he went to Highland Park, didn't he? <laughs> hey, Dak, man. Give him his $45 million. Um, let me just finish my yeah, spiel because. Um, Tommy said, let me go last and then let me interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I want to make a point about the first round pick. I think that is a, a big objective. This, the Lions are the worst team in the NFL, yeah. roster-wise. Uh, yeah. They're the worst team in the NFL. Therefore, a 31-year-old quarterback who is top 10, top 12, top 15, whatever, a starting quarterback, that's not a good fit. That's not a good fit with the Detroit Lions right now. What the Lions are doing is they're realizing that it's time to rebuild and it's time to bring in the next phase of Lions football, and they're, and they need, they're in the process of identifying what that is. And I think... We talked about it again before the pod. They don't have very many draft picks. I think they have five draft picks this year. Six. I think six. It's six. They need to get another draft pick. They need to start building their roster. And I wish Stafford the best. Um, I'm sure we'll get into more Dan Campbell stuff. I think all the Dan Campbell stuff at this point is purely speculative. I would have preferred to have hired Robert Sala was my first guy and Brian Dable was my second guy. I really didn't do much do too much deep digging besides that other than I didn't want Brandon Staley or Marvin Lewis. That was kind of how I felt was... Those are my two guys I really want. These are my two guys I really don't want. The fact that Dan Campbell got the job, I I didn't feel really anything when Dan Campbell got hired. Yeah. I wasn't happy. I wasn't mad. I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't excited. It was just kind of something that happened, and I was like, all right, this guy was is going to be respected by the players. He played in the NFL. He coached under Sean Payton. We'll kind of see how that all unfolds. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I really – will say that overall, my overall feelings about the Lions and their future has improved now that they've agreed with Matt Stafford to part ways. And I don't like admitting that because I love Stafford, but it was just something that was a necessary evil as a Lions fan that needed to happen. Yeah. Um, I think, too, as just as Lions fans, you know, we're so afraid of, like, despair in the bottom of, like, 0-16 that once you have something like Stafford... It's like you want to hold on to it for dear life because it's the only thing year in and year out that you can point to that's like gives you hope. But then it's just like when you have the mismanagement of the roster that occurs and like Stafford's not a superhero, right? And there's only as far as you can go. And then you're looking at his trajectory as a player with the recent injuries in the past years. This is and the way his contract goes, like this is kind of the stop point where if we want to get value for him, it's got to be now. Yeah. And so, um, it's mature of them to be able to admit that to to themselves. That is somewhat. Totally. It's promising. Yeah. Right? It's promising. So we'll we'll see. And I mean, it's like the other thing too is, I mean, Lee, you're talking about feeling nothing with the hire of Dan Campbell. I kind of felt nothing with the hire of Brad Holmes. Honestly, my mm-hmm. first reaction is, who is Brad Holmes? Yeah. Right. And the next Ozzie Newsome club. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Which is yeah. And so it's like now a 41 year old guy who was the maybe third to fifth dude in L.A. is calling the shots in terms of yeah. the draft. Yeah. Right? That's that's just what it is. Yeah. Um, as much as, Lee, you want to say it's you know a Sheila thing, but, I mean, it's a Sheila thing to hire them both and make sure it's not a marriage of GM mm-hmm. and head coach. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, it's 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 Dan Campbell who has some head coaching experience when he was interim head coach with the Dolphins, but it's his first real job for mm-hmm. head coach with a guy who's it's his first real job with GM. Yeah. Like I would would I feel better if the GM was maybe a Thomas Dimitrov or a Rick Smith? Maybe. Like probably, mm-hmm. but I mean that's just speculatory for me. So like it's it's a massive, massive unknown and you know, as much as it sucks, it's like you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There like, kind of is really only one way to go, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, sure, you could get a little bit worse, but, like, man, I just said at the beginning of my spiel, like, this is the worst roster in the NFL, and this is something that – this is this is Brad Holmes and, and Dan Campbell's baby. This is, yeah. this is something they need to raise and groom and build, and you can see – I don't get too excited over press conferences, but I will say, man, I mean, the the Dan Campbell press conference was impressive in the same way that the Joe Judge press conference was impressive. Yeah. They both talked about identifying with the city. It was a lot of coach speak, even though they were trying to not do coach speak, but they always do coach speak because they're coaches. But the culture and the want to in the city and, 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 and understanding kind of the fan base and understanding kind of what they seek from their team and what they expect from their team and kind of getting those uh, beginning steps in of setting the bar for what it means to play for the Detroit Lions. That means something. Well, and I, I think, too, I mean, a lot of the issues I think that Lions fans have felt is, like, the issues that were present over the last three years were things that were so blatantly obvious to just any fan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, uh, we don't really blitz that much. <laughs> like, why are we rushing yeah. three on third down all the time? Yeah. Why are they always in man coverage? Why is DeAndre Swift not getting the football? Mm-hmm. Right? And so these are things that we're like asking. Why are we not paying Calvin Johnson? Why are we not paying? Yeah, well, that's a still a question. <laughs> but, but what I want to relate it to the press conference is like, you know, Dan Campbell said, you know, there's like, I like this roster. He was kind of being like, I like the mm-hmm. roster, right? And then I think it was Justin Rogers who was like, well, you just said you weren't going to give like coach speak. Like, yeah. what do you think of the roster? And he's like, I'll be honest, the, I like the more pieces on offense than I do on defense. Yeah. It's like, thank you. Yeah. Like, like literally, any, you know, anyone can go onto our labs yeah. and look on your – and that's the opinion you'll come to. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take, you know, uh, sure, Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes know so much more about football than anyone who's in the stands at Ford Field does, but I know enough to say – to come to the same conclusion as you do. Mm-hmm. Yes. You are correct. You, we there's, do have more pieces on offense. Even take, off, take, even take Stafford out of that equation. Yeah. There's more pieces on offense than there are on defense. Yeah. And so it's like, thank you. Which like, is we're, a, we're, we're seeing the same things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, no, that's so a that's, great point. You know, that's something that I take away as, as positive. Is like, I think it's, it is somewhat of a reality check where, where literally the ownership, where... The, the Lions fans for two years were sold were just being sold Patricia and Quinn, and it wasn't working out. And the Lions, most, majority of the Lions fans gave up on it after 2019. And the ownership was given the sales pitch in the end of 2019, and they yeah. bought it for 2020. And it's like, finally feels like at least we're not being lied to anymore, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Or, or trying to be deceived. Like, it's, it's like, you know... Like asking, hey Matt Patricia, why have the Lions become the first team in NFL history to lose six straight games after winning, leading in the same game by double digits each game? 
Well, I had one of the best calls in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yeah. Completely. And I yeah. think, you know, like, stop trying to pretend that something yeah. isn't. Like, Bob Quinn, why, if we get rid of Galladay, do we have no receivers signed through 2020 on this football team? Like, why yeah. is that? Like, why are you drafting think, Jason Huntley? Why are you drafting Ty Johnson? Yeah. Why are you drafting, you know, Carry On Johnson? And why are you now drafting DeAndre Swift? Even though I believe DeAndre Swift is a future, like, is like a starting running back on this team. It's yeah. like, why did it take four picks and failed free agent signings to get to that point? Completely. It's just like, so many things were wrong with the team just from a basic, basic level that anyone could identify. Mm-hmm. And now it's been wiped clean and you just kind of have to judge them off what they do for the future. And this is today was the first big move that they made. Yeah. Right? So Stafford's not going to be here anymore. Yeah. I have reservations about that just upon the backdrop of hiring Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I would, would I prefer it to be Brian Dabble in there as an offensive coordinator? You know, m- m- you know, nurturing whoever the new quarterback they bring in. Mm-hmm. And, and let's be clear, we're, you know, I, I would agree with you, Lee. We're calling for a new quarterback, a rookie QB in the building within the next two years. Yes. Like, well, that's going to happen, you know. And, like, I don't want to see, like, you, you shouldn't be going after guys like Carson Wentz. Right? No. You, you shouldn't, yeah. you know, like, even even trading for Deshaun Watson. No. It's like, that's you not going to get the you roster. anywhere. He's you on Texans yeah. 2.0. Yeah. So it's like, this thing has to be built from the ground up. Do I believe that Dan Campbell can build it up? Yes. If they get all the pieces in place, do I believe can't Dan Campbell can like win a Super Bowl? I don't really know to the level of where like, hey, if they built this roster and they got a young stud QB in there, and we have Brian Dabble and his mm-hmm. scheme, I think that could take it to a whole nother level. But then you ask like, can Brian Dabble get you through the dark years? Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like from the opening press conference, I think Dan Campbell has two years off of just his energy yeah, totally. alone. In year three, if it starts to collapse, then we're looking at a Jameis Winston, we're going to eat a W speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. guy's got all the charisma in the yeah. world, but he's throwing yeah. too many picks. Yeah. And like, so, and if, and let's, you know, let's be honest, if it's Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn, yeah. I'm going to have some serious questions about can they manage a freaking football game? I'll yeah. play devil's advocate like, with Anthony Lynn just in the way where it's like, and I've been the first guy to bash Anthony Lynn as a head coach. He has experience. He's been humbled by his experience in, in he's, L.A. He's a A-plus-plus human being. He's yeah. a great human being, and he will not, at the when push comes to shove and the call needs to be made in terms of like game management, I do not think he will be making the call. I he, think, no, absolutely. I, I absolutely think, not. I think but, that call will be But, but he's Campbell's still calling hands. the offense. No, he is. And, yeah. and there was a play this year where the, the – from the one yard line, the Chargers ran a QB sneak with the offensive line and pass protection. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a reality. Yeah. Really? And so it's just like, you yeah. know, maybe when it's pulled back for him and he's no longer the head guy and he's only in charge of the offense, which is still a huge responsibility, mm-hmm. does it get easier for him? Hopefully so. Yeah. But it, that's, that's still, you know, a concern. But I mean, let's be honest, at this point, I hope to God in two to three years, my number one concern is how they manage a game yeah and i think i mean if i can hop in here now i think um 
that was kind of I've really warmed up to Dan Campbell for reasons that you know I was on the Joe Brady Brian Dabble train because I think those guys have the potential to be transcendent offensive head coaches, which is I think when you look at a Kyle Shanahan, a Sean McVay, you know on the Andy, Andy Reid, yeah. that is that's what you want in the modern NFL with the best chance to succeed with the way that the league is going. That being said. I think we're not. You're not getting that with Dan Campbell, which you know. As soon as you realize that, you have to kind of play with what you got. And I think, I think there's a very high likelihood that that Dan Campbell could have a Joe Judge, Brian Flores-esque impact on his team, which is Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, and this is this is kind of the argument that I was going to make. This is Lee and I have been talking about this. Um, you know. The reason I want Joe Brady or Brian Dabble is because of the ceiling. What is Dan Campbell's ceiling as a head coach? Is it a Mike Tomlin, Brian, Mike Vrabel, uh, Pete Carroll type situation? Which I think still, they, they're going to leave a lot of meat on the bone when it comes to game management, I think, which is not optimal. But this team, this Lions team, has been, you know, Matt, Matt Patricia had, was a cancer for this team, ultimately. That's kind yeah. of the, the narrative that comes for, away from the Patricia tenure. These, I think these guys are going to play hard for Dan Campbell. And after I, Lee and I got into it, and my whole thing with the, this was my whole thing with the Giants last year, and this is something I learned from that, is, you know, oh, Joe Judge, man, like, he's just a football dude. Like, what is he going to do for this team? This team's going to be awful. And I think playing hard for a coach, it means a lot in the NFL, mm-hmm. I think. And I think that is the silver lining that I'm coming along with Dan Campbell. Is he gonna is he gonna punt on a fourth and one where you're like oh you probably should go for that or is he gonna you know bungle a uh, you know a late situation that may be the case but ultimately I think the Lions are likely said this is the worst team in the NFL right now man like you're at the yeah. bottom you need a guy that players are gonna respect and want to go to war for and that is I think what Dan Campbell is going to bring um, and I think that leads me to have some optimism Anthony Lynn. I don't like it on surface. Just my my gut reaction to it is like, oh man, I don't like that. But a lot of that has to do with, you know, I don't know what his offensive philosophy is. I don't know what you know. I just know what he was as a head coach and with the Chargers, and that was like he was on a level with Adam Gase almost. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. that was totally what the. No, he was like more of a meme than a coach. The past he was he years. was more of a meme. You're 100 percent right, Clep. He's an awesome guy that players are gonna love and respect, which I think. You know, as a guy who has been... And he's taken one step closer to the shadows a little bit. He's not Anthony yeah. Lynn, the head coach of the Chargers. And Trump. there's not as much... Pre- it's hard to be a head coach in the NFL. Yeah. Like, that. maybe he's just not cut out for that. And, I again, I don't know what his offensive philosophy is. I have no idea what the Lions offense is going to look like. I do think that moving on from Stafford is the right move. Especially, it's a, res- a respect thing with Stafford, man. Like, he shouldn't have to go through this. He's 32. He's, yeah. he's relatively young for the quarterback position. He can go on a run with another team. Um, not relatively young, but not um, without value. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Totally. So I, the other thing, I, the other thing I'll say that just kind of as a counterpoint, the one thing that is, I don't, I, I tend to be on the side of the, of the fence where it's like, at some juncture, whether you or not you want to play hard for your coach is a little bit overrated. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Kyle Shanahan or Matt Lafleur are giving the greatest halftime speeches in no. the history of football or pregame yeah. speeches, right? Where, but it's like, you look at New England, like Bill Belichick is probably one of the least favorite head coaches to play mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. but you win games, yeah. right? Like you can overcome a coach, maybe like, you know, a Brian Dabble or even an Eric Bieniemy, 
where it's like, hey, this guy's got a great system. It might not be so easy early on because he can't exactly, you know, command the respect of the players immediately or doesn't have the presence mm-hmm. of a head coach. But it's like, if his system works, the winning yeah. cures all. Yeah. Right? It's like you can be the greatest guy, the greatest motivator, but you got to win games. This is purely yeah. projection, too. I think this is going to be an aggressive football team. I think we're going to see a yeah. lot of fourth and ones going for it. I think we're going to see a lot of – here's what I hope the the little silver lining with that is, is that we see stuff with Mike Vrabel where he'll intentionally get illegal substitution penalties so that he can stop the clock. Did you guys see that against yeah. Houston? He'll do stuff like – I want to see – Patriots. I, I want to see stuff like that happening too where Dan Campbell, not only is he just an aggressive kind of like, you know – Locker room culture guy, football guy. For he 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 also understands the rules. He also understands loopholes. He knows kind of he's done his research for you know. Like, I want to see a yeah. little bit of that. I want to well, see, and especially if he's not the play caller on offense or defense. Yeah, like you should be nails. Yeah, in mm-hmm. that in that yeah. scenario, totally should be nails in it. Like I know what to do with. I know how to manage a clock. I know how to manage a game. I yeah. know when to go for it. I know when to punt. I know when to call know, timeouts. You know, yeah. And then you can even you, you know, and you're the head coach. You call the shots, right? Like yeah. if, if it's if it's a third down late in the game, put in the headset. Hey, Aaron, run yeah. a blitz. Yeah. You know, give you know you pick it. Yeah. Right. But this is I let let's yeah. let's get you know right. So it's it's like this is I think I mean we were talking a little bit about this off air. I think. I think you go and get a quarterback this offseason. Um, I obviously have a big... Via the draft? Yes. I think... I obviously have a big old, uh, you know, a big old crush on, on Zach Wilson right now. But replace his name with whomever, you know, whether it's a Fields, whether it has to be going up to two, I, I think all four of the guys... Can... I mean, I think, I think we're a couple of months away from that. We are. We are. This yeah. is a very premature discussion, but I, I kind of want to go into... <laughs> kind of had a little spill right there. I kind of want to go into just the philosophy of it. Looking at the Jets this year, as a guy who believes in Sam Darnold, if the Lions are in a position next year where they sign a, I don't know who the free agent quarterback says, a Nick Foles-type character, they draft, let's, let's go fully with my analogy. You get Zach Wilson, you trade up to five with the Bengals, and you take Zach Wilson or whatever, and you, you bring in a veteran quarterback who can lead the offense, and maybe Wilson gets in towards you know eight games in or something. You want to see what you have with him. You have a young quarterback. You're a bad team. You have a top 10 pick on the 2022 draft, top five pick potentially even. I'm just saying, I look at the Jets now. If you believe in Darnold, obviously it's a little bit more of a dicey situation with Darnold because he has to be re-signed and that you don't have as much control with as many years as he has on the rookie contract. But you're able to then, the Lions, I know they don't have a lot of draft picks this year, but if they were able to trade back in next year's draft on a really depleted roster and not have to worry about a quarterback situation and or you know, at least know what they have in their rookie quarterback and be able to attack a draft, getting more needs, trading down from two or three to 12 or 13 and being able to take a blue chip prospect, a blue chip D tackle at, at you know 15 or whatever and having an extra second round pick and then a first round pick in the next year. I just think you know, maybe I just have more faith in this year being the quarterback year than next year. Um, and you know, again, I just think you're moving on from Stafford Let's get a rookie quarterback in there. Let's get that process over with. Let's and you know obviously it hinges on if they really like a guy. But and again, if they do that, I think you got to bring back Galladay. I do. I yeah. think you franchise Galladay. You franchise Galladay. But if you, you need if a receiver, you're, 
in either hypothetical, you're basically saying this season is a wash. So now instead of Galladay being 27, he's 29. And then you have to pay him. And then you have to pay him. So it's almost like you don't pay him. You, but, like, but, if, but if, why if then really why keep, keep him around? around. But, but this is like if we're if the point of if not keeping him around is to get a third round compensatory pick. No, it's just because you want to move on from this phase of the of the team, but and you don't think not, he's an elite like, receiver. He's it's not. It's one, it, he doesn't have to be elite receiver. He's he pay a Rob the same amount. A Rob's better than Galladay. But a Rob, like one, don't put all your eggs in the a Rob basket. A-Rob if I'm a Rob, he doesn't want to come. Why would he want to come to a, the worst team in the league, as you said? You franchise Tag Holiday. He is if he's not an elite receiver, he is a one. He's a guy who's a jump. He's a receiver. one on the Lions. <laughs> but like you, whoever your quarterback is, yeah, I, I, Tommy, I don't disagree with you necessarily because it's like you can say, hey, let's just you know we don't really lose anything necessarily by franchising him. Keep him around and then see what it's see what the water's like next year. Yeah, I guess right. That's kind of my. But point. then, but then you know you potentially lose out on. I, I bet if you if he leaves this year and they don't make any big free agent acquisitions or they don't really expect them to, I don't think I they think have to I, sign a receiver. They have no receiver. Yeah, but you're, not, but, but you're not going to sign like. Is Cephas the only receiver on the roster you're, you're, right now? You're not going to sign, but you're not going to sign like Allen Robinson to the point where signing a receiver in free agency is going to affect your ability to get a compensatory pick. But that's what right. I'm saying. Is so, it all so about? So you're gonna the... sign my guy Tim Patrick, bringing in Tim Patrick from the Broncos. It's my big, it's my big free agent wish list right now. Is Tim Patrick? There's a ton of guys out there though that you can yeah. bring in a well, receiver, and then you draft a few. Yeah, you definitely like, so it's you like, can get receivers. And, and, and I mean, t- it's like this is not you know a one year deal, right? Like you gotta. I just think if you have a rookie quarterback or a veteran quarterback going in next year. Sure. Galladay would you need a guy like Galladay just to so TJ Hawkinson isn't your only viable yeah. legit receiver. Fair enough, but I mean it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It is. It's uh it's, it's this is We're dare, about to... dare I say this is the first true draft season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this spin is the hog. We're gonna need to spin the hog hard yeah, this, this is in, in, a, in, in a sense that too. I mean like we should really track like what we think. For the Lions. There's no way Kellen Mond should go past the second round. That's all I'm going to say right now. And it's my first take of draft season. Is like the first 64 picks of the draft. If Kellen Mond isn't taken, I'll be shocked because I think he's got a very bright future. Yeah, I'm just saying for the Lions. Not for the Lions. Not for the Lions. Lions. But, but, I mean, it's going to be interesting to follow because it's going to be. I mean, the Lions could literally do anything with their first pick. No, it's true. It's very true. All right. Wrap it up. It's wrapped. Good session, boys. Great session. Keep up. Keep safe, skiing.